True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. The Art of Separation This time of year, there are a lot of people who really struggle with thoughts of separation. This is because of lack, the season, families that aren't playing nicely, and or a whole host of other reasons. Just so you know, you're not alone. Pun intended. We learn to separate ourselves at an early age. Most of the time, we're helped a lot along the way by our parents. Our earliest moments of separation must come as a shock as we are violently pulled or expelled from the womb. It's as if mom doesn't want us anymore and we are kicked out of our room permanently. I cannot say that this is the reason for all babies crying, but I can say that all babies feel alone. Better stated, all babies feel separated. This is natural and intended. Then, this practice of separation is repeated again and again. We are all born with an ego that creates our identity. The ego is also responsible for all aspects of our separation. This is normal for the conscious animals that we are, but we aren't limited to always feeling separate. We have other choices. Let's have some fun with the art of separation instead of trying to get all tied up in our heads. I'm going to take this from a baby's perspective and then let this viewpoint grow into an adult. And for the record, I put quotes around the word adult. The purpose of what I'm sharing is to see how separation grows until it spins out of control. The six degrees of separation theory put forth originally in 1929 states that we are only six or fewer steps away from each other. In essence, we are within six steps of connection to anybody. I kind of think this is fun. But has anyone given thought or consideration to how we got lost in only six steps? (laughs) Let me make this clear. If we're able to connect in only six steps, who was it that got us walking backward and disconnected in only six steps? Well, you might want to blame my mom. For purposes of beginning to dissect the art of separation, we might as well start there. She's the one that first held me and told me my name. I'm sure Dad was in the room, but I couldn't see that far. Mom and I were much closer, but she kicked me out of my personal apartment that I was all too keen in having stayed in for the rest of my life. After all, let's review the benefits. As a baby in my mother's womb, there was free food, I could eat whatever I want, and going to the bathroom, well, let's just say that there was better plumbing. I didn't need a toilet or toilet paper. I could just go. (laughs) I know you have all forgotten this art of separation, but just imagine being able to go whenever you want. Well, those days are gone. So was sleeping whenever I wanted. Being inside mom was like riding in my own private lush apartment. Occasionally, Dad would come by and put his hand on the outside walls, but he never bothered me. Mom was careful to keep everything outside of my space. Mom constantly worried, and I remember this because my food supply was adversely affected. This happened even more directly when she ate things that didn't agree with her. In turn, these things didn't agree with me either. 
we were one. I didn't mind. It was like she was eating for me. Or, oh, well, maybe it was. Anyway, I liked having everything prepared for me. There was no shopping, no refrigerator, no looking up recipes to cook, and most importantly, no dirty dishes. I'm back to the plumbing. I was perfectly set up. I had my own special tube, like a perpetual straw into a milkshake. Whenever I wanted to eat, I could, anytime. I was growing exactly as I should be, and then suddenly, things started getting cramped. I don't remember minding that much, but mom started slowing down because I don't remember traveling as often. Things were tight, but I was getting used to it. I don't know why I couldn't stay there, but suddenly, there came this day when I was forced to leave. All of the walls started contracting, and the space around me became even tighter. But she wasn't inviting me to stay. She was pushing me out. This was totally uncool. What would happen to my private apartment? Where would all the free meals and the bathroom service go? Gone. The instant I came out, I was forced into this body. They tell me it started while I was within mom, but it didn't feel that way. I felt like we, mom and I, were working together. Then if you ask me, it was like she didn't want me any longer. And then she pushed me out. Once upon a time, I had the whole place to myself. Then someone came up with the idea that I needed company. I don't need any company. The family had a dog called Tinker, a black cocker spaniel. Our dog had a bell on its collar, thus the name Tinker. Tinker Bell. I thought the bell on the dog's collar was a great idea, but Mom and Dad wouldn't allow me to get one. They said I needed to have a brother instead. How is it when you really want a bell around your neck that rings wherever you walk gets translated into having a brother? I don't know, and I don't like it. I once had my own private apartment, and then I get kicked out, and now he's the one, and they're enjoying all the comforts of home that I used to have. Now I have to wear diapers, the cloth kind, and, well, they smell. Even Tinker takes a whiff of me and agrees that I smell. I know I do, but I can't do a thing about it until someone takes heed of the concept, quote, he needs to be changed, end quote. Dad doesn't seem to ever listen, or maybe he does, and he doesn't want to pick me up because I reek. I want to apologize to Dad, as I wouldn't want to pick up something that smells this bad either. But Mom doesn't seem to mind. It's just me and Dad. Then one day, I learned how to take care of all this smelly stuff myself. Suddenly, I have a brother. He's pushed out too. I feel really good about that. In fact, I feel vengeful. Further, I gloat in the idea that all the troubles that he's having are the very ones that I've already mastered. Well, by two whole years anyway. And that's plenty of time to make me the boss. Besides, I came first. This is the crown of crowns that I get to forever be the firstborn. It fits very well into my feeling separate. I'm not the same as my brother, and I want to make sure that he knows that. Because I'm bigger, I'm going to take advantage of this fact and run with it as long as I can. It would be years later that my brother would have enough of all my bullying, which is directly associated with the art of separation, and that he would actually beat me up. It would be our last official fight. 
I still remember it as I hit the tile floor and saw sparks. Besides that, somehow, he grew up to be an inch or so taller than me. Go figure that. Well, by the time I'm 18, I'm a guru of separation. Mom and Dad has spent a lot of time teaching me the people I'm supposed to like and the people I'm supposed to hate, too. Dad hates Jane Fonda because of her political activism around us, the United States, about her views about us not being in the Vietnam War. Dad thought everyone should fight who was called to go. Weirdly, even though I was taught to hate Jane Fonda, I don't. I didn't understand the idea of having to be drafted. And fortunately for me, all of this ended before I was old enough to actually have to make that draft-dodging decision. Dad insisted, by his commandments and the art of separation, that anyone not doing or saying what he said was a communist. I didn't really know what that meant until I studied government. These different ways of living sounded all wrong. Well, that's what Dad taught me anyway. I'm with him. My way, his way, our way is best. Besides that, I like being free. The part that we need to go to war to protect our freedom still confuses me. Either we're free or we're not. I guess there's a lot of people out there that don't feel free. And there seems to be an incessant need for governments to be created to encapsulate the thoughts of the people in one area versus another. Another huge attribute of the art of separation. For me, I'm a simple man. But I fear I'm a little too much like Tom Hanks' character in the movie Forrest Gump. I'm simple, but I'm not stupid. I didn't realize I wasn't dumb until I was about 45. Mom kept this secret, that I was smart. For me, pretty good. She insisted that everything I did, or anything that I did well, came from her. I wasn't really allowed to be intelligent. Again, I didn't realize this about me in the same way that I didn't consider myself a good-looking man. I'm remembering the earliest times when I thought Mom and I were one. Huh. Oh, well. There are worse things to learn than the art of separation, but I wasn't too happy that I had been hoodwinked all of that time about my intelligence and my looks. I guess my mom needed to feel superior. Is superior and separate the same word? Technically, it isn't. But it is if you really think about it. This is the point, isn't it? That we are thinking that we are better or different than everybody else. Suddenly, these six degrees of separation, which supposedly reconnects us, are forever lost in 101 ways that we choose to think, be, and act separate. Let me be definitive about listing a whole bunch of things and places where we can create separation. I remember when Southwest Airlines rewarded standby passengers with the same boarding rights as paying passengers. All you had to do was show up early. That will prove to the person who always said, quote, What's the hurry? We're all going to the same place anyway. End quote. Clearly, not only did I feel better than that other person, but I didn't have to pay for my tickets. Due to a very loving friend that often spotted me free standby tickets to travel. Those days are gone. And I'd hope so would be the art of separation that states that anyone is better than anyone else. You know, there's a lot to this art of separation in church, too. Or at least there was once upon a time for me. I attended about five or six different kinds of religions, and you know what? All of them thought that they were best, or the one. I believed this for a while, and it took me on a wonderful ride to fear God and all those that administered His word. 
all men, I might add. In all my years of going to church, I don't remember one time going to a congregation, mine or even another's, where I saw a woman priest. They talked about them being priests, but everyone knows that a woman can't be a priest any more than they should work in the workplace. This part was very confusing because Dad was very strong about this viewpoint of separation, but I remember Mom doing a lot of work outside the home and business. Mom was actually a good entrepreneur and executive. So I'm a little unsure about how mom got to work or do things that dad and other men like him set so many rules that mom and other women were separate. It didn't make sense, but oh well, I just went along with it. It didn't feel right, but I did it anyway. Actually, I forgot a pretty big part of the art of separation when growing up. It's kind of embarrassing, so I can understand how I'd like to forget about it. But since we were discussing the art of separation, we might as well talk about this primary stuff too. I was four when Dad taught me how to fight. I'm sure there must be a reason, but I distinctly remember being told how to clench my fists and hold up my hands in a way that you see boxers do. I'm sure I hit somebody, because Dad once was really proud of me. This encouragement must have set a tone, because I remember being a bully. I went to a rare school when I was in kindergarten through fourth grade. I was tall for my age, and I found that my being bigger was like being an older brother. It worked well for bullying. It wasn't just dad and mom who taught me all these attributes of being separate. There were plenty of teachers and even kids at school that did so too. I remember well Greg Luther and also Vicki Greer. Both of these kids had disabilities. They had come to school just like the other kids. Even though I had a mentally retarded uncle, he had to go to a special school and lived in a special place. Even mom that Greg and Vicky shouldn't attend my elementary school, even though her own brother was special, in a disabled way. Since I wasn't allowed to pick fights with girls, not physically anyway, I would pick a fight with Greg. He was small and had a thumb and his first finger on both hands that looked like robotic claws. I'd tease him about that. He would swing at me in the same way that I learned to create a fist and try and chase and hit me. It was funny watching him to make a fist with only his thumb and one finger, I'd tease him, and he'd run after me, really trying to hit me. I thought it was funny, and I don't remember ever being stopped or punished by mom, dad, or any of my teachers. Maybe, well, maybe I don't want to remember. I do remember being transferred to a new school when I was in fourth grade, and almost breaking the nose of a kid, well, that actually properly stole the soccer ball from me in P.E. I hit him because I wasn't as good as he was. I didn't want him doing it again. I wanted him to be afraid because he was more talented than I was. Then the weirdest thing happened. I was called into the principal, and I was told that I was a bully. A bully? What a weird thing to say. It made me question the meaning of the word and my actions. I asked Dad and Mom, and they said I wasn't a bully. Retrospectively, I learned that I was a bully. This was the start of me seeing things in a different way. In tearing these things apart and how I was taught by everyone around me, I began to see all my differences were used to position myself as better. I was always better. We were always better. Whether that was we, the family, or we, the nation, or we within high school, we within college, or whatever. 
Whenever I became a we, it was because we united to support and fight for our position of separation. I guess there are other ways of uniting, but I don't remember learning those. Well, I did a little bit, but it was mostly to look good for somebody. You know, we started this whole thing talking about the art of separation this time of year and how a lot of people create loneliness. It kind of makes sense now, but you know, I don't want to practice being separate anymore. Instead, I want to practice connecting. But if we're really going to do this thing, we need to become aware of all the ways in which we perfect the art of separation. With this in mind, can you take this dialogue and list the things that you've noticed where the art of separation is being practiced? If it helps, come read the entire transcript on my website and print it out. Take out a, well, a yellow highlighter or a red pen to highlight all the places you can observe the art of separation. I think you'll be surprised. Some places you'll get it, and yet there may be other places that you miss because the art of separation is taught to be normal. In the same way that I was once taught to be a bully, it didn't feel funny until I became aware. Once you're done, write me your comments on Facebook or even on the specific post on my website. How many places can you see the art of separation being practiced? You'll find this opportunity truly valuable. I know it's uncomfortable. Imagine having to speak about it as I just got through doing. I can't say I'm happy about how I practiced the art of separation in my past, but I do know that this division is the very opposite of what I intend to create in going forward. I expect you're like me, and you want to make a change even if you weren't a bully. And I really hope that you weren't. But there's plenty to discover in your awareness of the art of separation. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review, or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection, and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.